Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. In the past two years, the number of homeless people using hotel vouchers in El Cajon has skyrocketed. The numbers went from one or two in years prior to just under 250 in 2021 and more than 600 at one point in 2022. The city wanted to reduce the number of vouchers being used and even threatened to fine the hotels, saying crime was on the rise. Reporter Blake Nelson covers East County at the Union Tribune. He looked into this issue and whether crime is really on the rise. Blake, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, well, can you give us some background here? Why did housing vouchers skyrocket and and how has the city responded? So when the shutdown began and the pandemic really, really hit the country in early 2020, um, homelessness was a very real threat for a lot of people. I mean, not only were people on the street uh, in danger, um, but because people were forced out of jobs and being laid off, a lot of other people were at risk of going on the street. And one of the sort of easy, uh, quick fixes that officials all over the country turn to is hotel vouchers, which is we basically give you this coupon. You can go to a hotel. You can stay there for almost a month. Um you know, and we're going to try to make this easy as fast as possible. And this is going to keep you off the street, at least for a couple of weeks. So everyone knew this was sort of happening here and there. But San Diego County launched a voucher program in El Cajon in 2020. A couple other groups had been issuing vouchers for a while, um, but just sort of here and there. Um, the county's work in El Cajon began really in earnest in 2020, and they negotiated directly with different hotel owners at the time. Um, so city officials weren't totally aware, uh, that this was happening, or at least they were not aware at the scale that it was happening. Um, sometime in early September, El Cajon police, uh, tell me and have said publicly that they started noticing drug activity around some hotels that were accepting high numbers of vouchers. Um, city officials started looking into this more and realizing that a, a handful of hotels were actually like 100% filled with vouchers. Um, and that El Cajon, there were more hotels in El Cajon accepting vouchers uh, than just about anywhere else in the county. Um, and so city officials felt like this, the county program especially, has turned some of these hotels into de facto homeless shelters, uh, which we do not want homeless shelters in some of the places where the hotels are. El Cajon officials threatened to fine some of the local hotels if they didn't reduce significantly the number of vouchers they were accepting. That triggered uh, a pretty forceful response from California's attorney general. Uh, his office threatened to sue the city of El Cajon if they didn't back down. Uh, so they did, uh, but they, in the process, they also formed a, a committee with some council members to try to negotiate and talk with hotel owners about potentially reducing things in the future without, without any fines. Yeah, so it's pretty clear the city doesn't necessarily like these vouchers being used so frequently within city limits. But I mean, legally, what what can they do? Have they have they found solutions? So the, there, there's rules in El Cajon that say if you run one business and start a second business within that first business, it has to be limited in size. And an example of this is if you run a movie theater and you start a snack stand, the snack stand can't overtake the movie theater. And it can't be one giant snack stand uh, with just like, you know, a small TV in the corner and you're still calling it a movie theater. So El Cajon said, 
this is what has essentially happened with these hotels. They're no longer hotels, they're homeless shelters, and we do not have the services or the resources to deal with this. Uh, California's attorney general didn't address that argument specifically, but they basically said, we have laws where you can't discriminate uh, based on housing or source of income. The, the attorney general basically said a housing voucher is a form of income. And if someone has that and is eligible to get that and can legally rent a room with that, you can't tell them they can't uh, because that's discriminating on, on basically their source of income there. Um, the AG's office also released some other concerns because larger shares of people on the street are black and from minority groups, sometimes they're veterans. There were also some discrimination concerns raised um, by if you start uh, you start sharply limiting the number of vouchers accepted, you could also be accused of limiting of limiting certain types of groups and where they can live and where they can stay. So El Cajon backed down from its plan to find some of these hotels. Uh, but they are still going back and forth with some of these hotels about could we still potentially reduce uh, at least the share of vouchers that you issue. So was it the case that crime went up? That was an excuse used by the city to try to shut down some of the voucher uses within hotels. But you took a look at the numbers. Yeah. So the core of El Cajon's argument for why we need to reduce the number of vouchers is that crime is going up in and around these hotels. So I got uh, several years worth of arrest data and calls for service data from the El Cajon Police Department to look at um, you know, whether crime is or is not going up in and around these hotels. There are stories you do where the data says, yes, this thing is happening, or no, this thing is not happening. And then there are also stories you do that says, yes and no, at the same time. So. The data paints a very complicated picture. On the one hand, you can look at some of these numbers uh, to find, you know, to basically validate some of what El Cajon officials are saying. Right around the beginning of 2020, um, and especially into part of 2021, there really was a crime surge, or I should say a surge in the number of arrests in and around seven hotels that were accepting high numbers of vouchers. But where that gets complicated is, Around mid 2021 into 2022, the arrest numbers start dropping, even as the number of vouchers that were being issued by the county kept going up based on the best data that we have. So there's not, said another way, there's not a one-to-one -one correlation. If, if vouchers automatically equaled, if more homeless people automatically equaled more crime, I would expect to see the arrest numbers just going up and up and up and up as the number of vouchers went up and up and up. And that's not what we're seeing. But we are seeing arrests going up overall when you compare like a two-year period with vouchers to a two-year period with almost no vouchers. I also looked at just calls for service. Um, that number's a little trickier. This is just, you know, anytime someone calls the police and the police come out uh, to take a look at something, whether or not it, it results in, in an arrest. We only have two years of that data, so we can't compare calls for service at the hotels uh, before they started accepting high numbers of vouchers. But we're seeing the same basic trends that we see with arrests in that there's this surge uh, in sort of late 2020, early 2021 with calls for service. But then the numbers sort of dip a little bit into 2022, even as the number of vouchers keeps increasing. So 
El Cajon hotels that accept high numbers of vouchers have seen more crime since they started accepting vouchers in some cases, but there does not appear to be an exact correlation between more vouchers and more crime. Yeah, I, I know you cover East County, but do you know if this scenario has played out countywide? Are other cities seeing the same thing? Uh, just, you know, an influx of housing vouchers used at hotels? So my colleague Gary Worth looked into this, uh, checked in with other cities that were accepting uh, homeless vouchers, or I should say other cities that had hotels accepting homeless vouchers. Again, just to reiterate, more hotels in El Cajon were accepting vouchers than anywhere else. Uh, there's eight hotels in El Cajon that have been accepting homeless vouchers um, compared to like five in San Diego, three in Escondido, two in Chula Vista. So we have one other case where a city objected to the number of homeless people using vouchers. And that was Santee. Uh, there was only a single hotel there that was accepting vouchers. City officials asked them to reduce the numbers. Uh, they did. Um, and everyone at, at that point seems to be happy, although I have not. I've reached out to that hotel for comment, haven't heard back, asked for crime data from the sheriff's department, haven't gotten it yet. So I don't have numbers for Santee to check their claims about crime. But Gary checked in with other cities, um, and we have not found similar concerns elsewhere in San Diego County that we're, we're hearing in El Cajon. But again, to reiterate, El Cajon has way more than, than everyone else. So, so what's the latest with the city? What are they trying to do now to address this? So the city council formed a subcommittee uh, to meet on and off with hotel owners to talk through their options. Um, there have been no uh, major changes or rule changes or new ordinances announced from that. The city's planning commission was getting ready to introduce uh, some new potential rules and then back down once the attorney general's office threatened to sue. The AG's office has told me uh, that they're still monitoring the situation. Um, so I would say there's a lot of dialogue going on right now, but no one's making any sudden movements in any direction. Okay. Blake, anything else you'd like to add? Um, to quote a, uh, a journalism professor I once had, good journalism, I think, sometimes complicates your thinking. And I think this story is an example of this. Uh, <laughs> it is not... There are. It, this is not a black and white picture. Uh, this is this is some data that complicated my thinking, um, but it, it's important context to keep in mind. Blake Nelson, East County reporter at the Union Tribune. Thank you. Thanks so much.